Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. A year ago, Orleans Parish District Attorney, Assistant District Attorney Emily Ma refused 15 weapons cases on Mardi Gras Day, uh, including a number of charges against an individual that had a modified machine gun. Here to talk to us about this issue and others is Raphael Goyaneci, president of the Metropolitan Crime Commission. Rafi, welcome to the show. Hey, no, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I um, came across my desk last week, uh, an update on the uh, the Mardi Gras Day uh, purge of, of Emily Ma last year. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's just update your, your uh, audience that the day after Mardi Gras, I came into work and I got a phone call immediately uh, informing me that the whoever the prosecutor was a magistrate on on Mardi Gras Day had refused charges. And when the person told me this, quite frankly, I didn't believe it because magistrate is a a bail setting court. It is not to uh, screen cases or refuse cases because the final police report isn't even available to the prosecutor. So quite frankly, I didn't really believe uh, what was told to me, but I checked it out. And sure enough, it was true. Uh, it, normally magistrate is staffed by new hires, green ADAs that are assigned there to kind of learn and expose themselves uh, to the uh, the criminal justice system and the responsibilities of the DA's office in advocating for bail at first appearances. So there was a crackdown during Mardi Gras season by the New Orleans Police Department uh, on carrying concealed weapons. Before Mardi Gras season, the superintendent and the DA and and and, and uh, made made uh, press releases and held a press conference about the fact that it's a violation of state law to carry a concealed weapon at a parade along a parade route 
and they warned the public that the police department was going to be vigilant, looking for people carrying concealed weapons uh, without permits, and uh, there was going to be strict enforcement. So during February of last year, uh, there were 192 gun arrests, and as you just alluded to, there were 15 on Mardi Gras Day. And in magistrate court, rather than a new hire or uh, a recently hired ADA, it was staffed by Emily Ma, who's the head of the Civil Rights Division, one of the highest uh, assistant district attorneys in the district attorney's office, and she was charged with uh, appearing in magistrate court and and uh, arguing bail. Well, she didn't argue bail. She just flat out refused the charges without the benefit of police report in 15 cases, the most serious of which involves uh, an individual by the name of Keaton uh, Angani, who was from Tennessee. So he was in town from Tennessee 24-year-old, and the police observed him on Bourbon Street at 2 a.m. on Mardi Gras morning uh, carrying what appeared to be a concealed weapon. They approached him and asked him if he was carrying a weapon, and he said yes. They asked him if he had a permit for it, and he said no. Uh, he said he just found the gun on the street, uh, a black before the police stopped him and picked it up. And they arrested him for that. When they got to the station, they realized that that, that handgun had been converted to a machine gun. And uh, the, the Glock that he had had an auto sear device installed on it, making it a, a, a fully automatic machine gun. So Emily Ma, during her magistrate appearance, we requested copies of the magistrate transcripts uh, from for all 15 of those offenders. With respect to Mangani, uh, Emily Ma was um, memorialized stating in open court when questioning Mr. Mangani that uh, machine gun is a pretty serious weapon. I just want to make sure that Mr. Mangani is from Tennessee. Is that correct? The defendant's response was, yes, ma'am. Her question next was, is he planning to go back to Tennessee? And his attorney said yes. So Ms. Ma's next response was, so as long as you're okay going back without your machine gun, so she knows it's a machine gun, <laughs> then we'll refuse the charges. And Mr. Mangani's statement was, yes, ma'am, I appreciate you. Yeah, well, I, bet I he guess does. he did, <laughs> and, and, but I guess he doesn't appreciate what the Crime Commission did, nor the federal uh, agency that uh, uh, adopted the case, the, uh, the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Eastern District, and he was prosecuted. He pled guilty, and last week he was sentenced to 20 months consecutive to whatever the outcome of the pending charges were in Tennessee, because when he was arrested in New Orleans for carrying the machine gun, he had open drugs and weapons charges in Tennessee. So 
That information was available to Ms. Ma, just as the information that he had a machine gun, which as one of the senior attorneys in that office, you would expect that she would know that that is no longer a misdemeanor, that's a felony. And to refuse those charges without a police report is something that I've never heard of uh, before. And um, apparently the only discipline that was uh, rendered to Ms. Ma was that she was banned from appearing in magistrate court anymore. So she's still employed there. Mr. Mangani is going to do 20 months in a federal penitentiary consecutively uh, should he be convicted or plead guilty to any of the felony charges that were pending at the time of his arrest in Chattanooga, Tennessee. But, you know, this is, uh, you know, Mardi Gras season again. And this is a case that, uh, you know, we, we talked about over a year ago. And we don't want to see history repeat itself uh, again. Well, we appreciate the well, court, but it's ridiculous that the punishment is that we're not going to allow her to do extra work like everyone else in the office has to do. Right. <laughs> right. Effectively, right. that's the punishment. Well, so last week we talked about Harry Connick's passing. And uh, I was hired by Harry Connick. And I worked there for five years. And were Harry Connick the DA, if I or anybody else uh, did what Emily Ma did on Mardi Gras Day last year, she would have been unemployed 30 seconds after he found out about it. So uh, she's still there. She's still in charge of the Civil Rights Division, and she uses some of the judgment uh, with respect to some of the decisions she's making on the civil rights cases that she's reviewing that she exhibited in magistrate court on Mardi Gras Day last year. Uh, I'm worried. So uh, hopefully uh, this puts this particular case together, uh, puts it to bed. Uh, and it shows how the system is supposed to operate. Now, you know, fast forward a year, and many of the police department's policies uh, with respect to proactive policing were, were tabled during COVID. And what we saw last year was the reemergence of proactive policing strategies by the New Orleans Police Department, particularly in the French Quarter and along uh, the parade routes uh, where police were no longer waiting for someone to dial 911. They were using their, their, their training and, and skill sets to look for the outlines of people carrying concealed weapons under their clothing. And if they detected that, they would go up and approach those, uh, those uh, individuals and ask them if they were carrying a weapon, ask them if they had a permit to carry the weapon, and if the answer was no, that is probable cause to effectuate an arrest for a misdemeanor. And during the course and scope of that investigation, they may find out that the individual that was initially arrested for a misdemeanor is in fact a felony offender because the 
person carrying a concealed weapon could be a convicted felon, could be someone possessing a fully automatic firearm, could be someone possessing uh, a weapon that was stolen. And those weapons are tested, and some of them uh, may be linked to other felony crimes of violence. So we've been talking about the fact that violent crime was reduced last year, in large part because I believe the police department didn't wait for people to dial 911. They began to engage in more active, uh, proactive policing policies like firearms enforcement. And for Emily Ma to do what she did on Mardi Gras Day, uh, not only I think is a violation of the, the district attorney's policies with respect to, to, to uh, screening cases and dismissing cases or refusing charges in magistrate before a police report, it also undermines the efforts of the police department uh, that were attempting to protect and serve the people of this city and the visitors of this city by firearms enforcement, and it was uh, a really an affront to the hard work of the men and women of the New Orleans Police Department, and I think exhibited contempt to the people of the city of New Orleans that expect the laws to be enforced, particularly by assistant district attorneys. Well, I'm glad that Mr. Keaton Magave's case was ultimately adjudicated in the way that it was, but he was only one of 15 potential defendants. What happened to the other 14? In fact, as one text person texted me and reminded that Malik Neighbors was one of those individuals who was a wide receiver for the LSU football team. Right. So... Um Malik Neighbor's case was never uh, rescreened or accepted. In, in some instances, you may allow a misdemeanor offender to uh, go into a diversion program. But again, not only did, did Emily Mon not face any discipline, the district attorney's office uh, didn't really go back and correct some of the uh, decisions that were made or the choices that were made by Emily Ma during magistrate court uh, last year. So many of those people got a free pass. There were a few that uh, they did charge, and uh, I think they, they all uh, were resolved as misdemeanor cases. So this was the most serious of the lot, but now you're seeing that the misdemeanor firearms cases are being handled by the Morris Bart law firm. They are screening those cases and allowing those uh, allowing prosecutors to focus on the felony firearms cases. They're screening the cases. If they're accepted, the case goes to court and the district attorney's office is responsible for prosecuting them. And, and this year, the, you know, a lot of folks in the criminal justice system, as well as other elected officials, to include the mayor and others, are on a public relations campaign uh, requesting and advocating that people leave their guns at home when they go to the parade route, right? Well, right, right. And, um, you know, hopefully we won't see, you know, Emily Ma making another appearance in magistrate court, uh, essentially, uh, given everybody that appears there get out of jail free card as she did last Mardi Gras. 
We got to get to a break. We're visiting with Raphael Goyaneci, president of the Metropolitan Crime Commission, 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. We will be right back, folks. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 